Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Hello, hello. Hi, Greg. It's Michelle. Hey, Michelle. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am laughing because we just wrapped up our last podcast with Christy O'Leary. And as she was saying, because we're so high tech here, right? So we've got my iPhone stuck into the recording device and we're, we're doing our takeaways. <laughs> and then uh, somebody calls in, which was you, but I didn't know it was you. And I was like, I'll just send it a voicemail. It's no big deal. And then I realized, oh, geez, that's Michelle calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, here we, here we are. <laughs> awesome. No, we're here. It's all good. Okay. So um, Dave, um, say hi to my, hi. my friend, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Dave. That's, a, that's an old Guns N' Roses song, isn't it? My, my, Michelle. Yeah. Um, it, it is. <laughs> do you remember that? Do, what grade were you in when that song came out? Do you remember? Uh, I actually don't know. I was in grade five. It's were you in grade five? No, no, sorry. It was grade six because we would bring... Um, Dan, like, like I bring my master stereo system to my grade six class uh, to, to have our, our sock cop at, uh, <laughs> at lunch. And I remember I had the biggest crush on this girl named Michelle. Biggest crush. And I would play, Mama, Mama, Michelle. And uh, anyway, I'd, I'd oh. wink at her like, hey, baby, I'm the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get the girl or no? We, do you know what? In all honesty, <laughs> this is crazy. She became my girlfriend for a couple of weeks and I was afraid to talk to her. And we lived in the same neighborhood and I had to bike past her on on the, on the bike path and I wouldn't even say hi but I was dating her like she was my girlfriend and I'm like I was so shy it was really funny but I was a good DJ anyway um, hey it looks like we're well into our podcast already have we started so, yeah we started oh this you started this is the intro <laughs> this is so the first we're, intro we're, oh I was being quiet I could have added all this great stuff <laughs> but you didn't okay so listen but you didn't. Because, we're, because we're rolling here um, Dave yes. Michelle is uh, another B Corp um, there's a song written about her and there's a, a song Guns and Roses and we met in person <laughs> yeah. uh, in Portland, Oregon right at an incredible TED Talks like um, event yeah at this really cool old uh, old theater and uh, we were at the, the the B Corp Champions Retreat together and that's that's where we've met so uh, Michelle welcome to the Blowing Point coming all the way in Thank from you. Vancouver why don't you give us a quick uh, a quick rundown about who you are and uh, what you guys are doing Sure. Um, so my name is Michelle. Like no, um, no, warm up, no warm up or anything, Michelle. Just yeah. Just, sorry about that. Boom. Right. Throwing you right into it. Yeah. No. Just just go right into it. Um, so I am the self-proclaimed sustainability czar here at Mills Office Productivity. Um, so what we do is uh, we're a BC-based uh, office supplier. Uh, family owned, um, only B Corp certified office supply uh, company in Canada. So we're very, very proud of that. Very cool. Um, and um, we're very much into supporting our local economy, our community, and of course, the environment. So um, it's a great company. It's run by this entrepreneur that runs by the seat of his pants, but um, just makes it an overall great place to work because you can implement lots of great 
and new innovative ideas. So, yeah. And you, you, sorry, just a couple questions about the, the, the company itself. So you mentioned it's a family-run business. Is that right? Yes. Yes, it is. So what? So what? How, how many generations deep would it be? I mean, we have a lot in our neck of the woods of, you know, these family, third, sometimes fourth-generation family-run uh, businesses. For sure. Um, let's see. I guess we're about three generations deep. Oh, cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, our CEO Brad took it over from his dad that started it up in 1949. So we've been around for quite a long time. Um, uh, times are changing, so Brad, it's a little harder to get his kids kind of involved in office supplies. But um, he he's managed to wrangle them in here and there. So yeah. Oh, that's cool. And uh, Dave, just so you know, um, there's this thing called a business card. Do you remember those at all? I do. Uh, anyway, I, I needed <laughs> they some. They still exist. They, they, I, I never use them, but I, I need some. For some reason, I need some. So we have sourced out uh, from, from another B Corp, which is Mills. We've uh, sourced out our next order of uh, business cards from nice. them because we got to know each other in this B Corp community. Yeah, yeah. Kind of cool, And you support right? each other. Amen. Yeah. That, that, that's totally it. So listen, we, um, in, in some of the previous conversations we've had, innovation is a real – um, is a real theme for you, Michelle, especially in, uh, you know, how you guys are tackling homelessness in, mm-hmm. in Vancouver. Let's, let's talk about that. That's really amazing. <laughs> you know, Dave, Dave's <laughs> laughing at me right now because, um, cause he's reading well, right off, thing. he's reading <laughs> right off the notes and he stole my question. So we're, we're, question. we're very transparent here. And I'm like, like we got these great notes, like we're getting a lot oh, better than we used to be. So we can, and I just looked at, he just, I took, he, I took and he pretended like it was all his and very creative. And Stop throwing under the bus, man. Yeah. Well, no, but no, but homelessness is a big issue. Vancouver, I lived in Vancouver for, for 10 years. Um, so I know it well and, um, and I know it is a big issue. And I think part of it, my theory always was part of the issue is it's a warm climate. So, so people would be, uh, that are probably, you know, having challenges, uh, economic challenges would, would be gravitating kind of West, I think partly because the, you could survive a little more than you can in like Winnipeg. Right. If, if, mm-hmm. if um, but it is a, it is a, it is a quite, it's an issue all over Canada, but tell yeah. us a little bit about what's going on in Vancouver for those that, that aren't aware. Yeah, well, in Vancouver, we have a street called Hastings. It's a notorious street because it has, ironically, the highest apartment, uh, highest property values and lowest property values hmm. all in one street. So depending, depending how many blocks you go, mm-hmm. um, it's a very, very different scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the big things is, is that, um, you know, people think that they don't have a role to play in helping this problem. And I think there's a big misconception about people that are on the street. Um, You know, we've had, you know, in our program, different students that had really great lives and just one tragic circumstance happened and they found themselves living on the streets, you know, and becoming addicted to alcohol and, and drugs and stuff like that. So, I think I think that's kind of a key message is, you know, at the end of the day, these are still these are still human beings, you know, and, oh, and it can and happen to anyone. It can happen. It, I mean, it can that's, happen. That's, that is, you know, and that is it's so true. So mm-hmm. sorry, but I, I didn't mean to cut you off there. But I mean, it, it's a very good point. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing is, you know, the government's kind of solution is, you know, just to give them a handout. But there's not a lot of dignity in that. Um, 
And I think a lot of people kind of mis, misconstrue that, that a lot of people down there want opportunities and they want to change. But like with the government, the government itself is not very innovative. You know, people, when you have a barrier to employment, the solution isn't come in and fill out this big, huge form and, you know, we'll accept you in a couple months. You know, the biggest thing is you have to take people when they're ready. When people have finally hit rock bottom and want to make that change, they need to have programs that they can go into right away and things that are actually easy and don't have any barriers to get into. And and you guys, as as a business, uh, of course, you've 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 got a mission to supply your customers with the best uh, office productivity uh, products possible. But the integration uh, into your community and the social impact, uh, specifically with this Have Cafe uh, project, is a way that you're able to use business to make change. Is can you want to go into that a little bit? And question B is the Have Cafe. Was that featured on Business Not As Usual, that film? Is that the same? Um, I think there was a similar one. Um, I think Potluck was, was oh, featured. Maybe that's what it was, yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah, so why yeah. don't you explain this a little bit more to us? For sure. Um, so when you look at the program of Have Cafe, or let's just kind of backtrack a bit, just kind of um, just give you a little bit of background. Um, so probably about, gosh, it must be about 15 years ago now, you know, Brad, um, ran into, you know, someone that actually kind of changed, changed his own life, you know, someone that was kind of involved in the social impact scene and his name was David LePage and, and he kind of introduced Brad to kind of this whole entire, um, world where you could actually create impact. And he introduced us to a program called Fast Tracks to Employment, which helped people with barriers to employment get jobs. So we originally were hiring these people into our warehouse. So the funny, the, the great thing was once people were hired into our warehouse, they never left. So yeah. there was only, there was only so much that we could grow. Um, so there wasn't really that chance to really, you know, keep hiring people. Um, so Brad decided, okay, so how can we, you know, this is obviously a program that works. If you give people an opportunity, um, they'll take it and they'll actually be your best employee. So um, he had this opportunity <clears throat> to open Half Cafe in 2007 with a couple other associates. And basically what it was on the premise, it was an eight-week culinary training program that students would go through. And at the end of it, they were placed in jobs um, through one of our associates, uh, the BC Food and Restaurant Association. And I think the greatest thing is that it's not just a matter of taking someone and then just placing them in this job and then just saying goodbye, right? Um, the thing is, is you have to have someone kind of counseling them through every step of that process. And even when they get the job, that's even the hardest part. You know, you can dress someone up, you can teach them how to interview, but when they're actually in that environment, it's very different than a controlled safe environment. Um, so I think sometimes that's a piece that the government kind of misses as well, is that you have to have that continual support, not only for the student, but also from, you know, you have to understand we're going to, you know, various restaurant owners and asking them, um, we really want you to hire this person and they're going, well, why is there a 25 year gap in their resume? Well, 
see, when he was 18, he committed murder. So you can imagine for a business owner, (laughs) it's kind of like, what? Um, But often when you place a person in this program, again, they end up being their best employee because they were given that opportunity and they were given that dignity back. Wow. That's, yeah. that's a huge piece. Yeah. And it's a redemption thing as well. Like, a, And I, I know East Hastings very well as well. And you just, you, you, you know that there's a story behind every single person you see that's sitting on the ground and, you know, just gathering in places that they didn't, they weren't born into this for the most, for the most part. Well, like this yeah, was a circumstantial. It's, it's such a, it's such a, an interesting area, you know, because I, I can recall going down there. I was I delivered Coca-Cola, and I would take, and my route would be East Hastings. And then I would mm-hmm. see folks that, I grew up in the Yukon Territory, I would see folks that I knew from Whitehorse that, you know, wow. and you knew times were tough that they had reached that, you know, that I wouldn't, you know, I mean, I would recognize them. I wouldn't always know them. I know what family they're from. Um, it, very sad. So it's nice to hear... You know that because this this that 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 people actually put their thought and energy and you know um, belief and philosophy and giving people a chance and is actually so this is this started in two thousand and seven. Yes, back in two thousand seven. So what, what kind of numbers do you have? Like that you like because I think people you know like there's, you always have skeptics, right? But like what like what yeah. would um, and that's and that's no, that's normal and natural all that kind of stuff. But like to the skeptic who's saying, "Come on, this just sounds like a bleeding liberal sort of thing," and you know, can it really help? And you know, you, mm-hmm. you need to be harder on people, and you need you know they need to get themselves up by their own bootstraps, all that kind of stuff. What would you? How would you respond? Like in terms of what you've seen with the program, this particular program, and since two thousand seven, like what what would be stuff that would refute that? So I would say, I guess, to people that are skeptical, and I can understand that. Um, you know, we've had eight hundred people come through those doors um, wow. since two thousand and seven. And, you know, 80% of them have been placed in employment. And, you know, looking back on our numbers today, you know, 50% of them are still employed. And some of them have gone, you know, some of them have gone on and not decided to go into the restaurant industry, but they've gone on to pursue their education and kind of work, um, you know, back in the different communities. Um, and I could say personally, you know, I've had, you know, a brother that's battled addiction his whole entire life and he's gone through the program. Wow. And there was a point where, yeah, he, he actually just really needed help. And he's like, I really need something to really kind of refocus me because I felt I was going to lose my sobriety. And, um, so it's, you know, per, I've seen it personally yeah. actually, wow. you know, help people. Yeah, wow. for sure. So, so you, so that. Thank you for sharing that because mm. that 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 says a lot. Um, but um, and actually, you know, if you think of those numbers that you're just like fifty percent. That's four hundred people that are out. You know, their lives have been completely altered. That's amazing. Um, can we can we change gears a little bit? I want. I'm really curious about sure. this idea of sustainability czar and uh, who who gave you this title, <laughs> this wonderful title, and what what exactly does that mean in you know in the context of your business? For sure. Um, It was really interesting. Probably about two years ago, um, we were kind of reevaluating everyone's title. And and some people wanted a very traditional title because that's, you know, they're kind of in that age group and not not stereotyping anybody, but, you know, they really, they needed that. Um, When I looked at my own title and kind of other people's, you know, 
I was trying to um, look at really what their role was and kind of match the titles. Um, so when it came to my own title, I actually got to choose it. Um, and it was actually inspired by method. You know, Saskia there has the title Captain for the Planet. And I thought that was the most amazing thing I'd ever heard in the whole entire world. Awesome. <laughs> so, so I couldn't be Captain for the Planet, sadly. Um, but I thought, you know, what is something that's going to be kind of out of the norm and make people kind of pause for a second? And, you know, most people smile. And gosh, I was in an international conference speaking. And that was actually one of the questions. It actually was really embarrassing, right? Because he's like, I want to know what is the sustainability czar? And yes, tell us all about this, this uh, philosophy. And, uh, <laughs> and so what was your response? So you're up there, someone asked you, well, how did you respond? What did you say? Goodness. So, so I told them what I was inspired by, right? Um, and I said, you know, essentially I am, I am the ruler, the ruler here at Mills of all our initiatives. I'm the one that spearheads it. I'm the B Corp champion. I'm the one going out to all our local events and, and just really telling our story and, you know, trying to, I shamelessly say yes to everything and sometimes regret it later, but, but, but I think you got to be out there and kind of try these kind of things. So it's almost um, like you were listening to our last interview because it yeah, was, there was, was a, there was a comment about saying yes. Saying yes so and that's right. so interesting. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Yes. No, I, I, I get myself in a lot of situations. My boss always says, what are you doing now? And I think there's just so many opportunities out there to actually spread our message, to talk to students, to even talk to, you know, young little middle graders and, you know, they're going to be our new generation. So, you know, I'm always, always up for anything. Yeah. But no, I was just going to say, but on that note, I mean, so Greg and I, uh, have kids that we just are awed and amazed by every day. Um, mm-hmm. What, 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 you know, how, what would be the best way from your perspective for us to share with our kids who are nine, six, six, and three, three? Um, you know, just this idea of, of sustainability, like what, you know, what, what and, and, how, and business and commerce for good as well. You know, like that we weren't taught that we were taught about getting a job and creating businesses to make money, but yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. question. Good question, Dave. Yes, no, that's a very good question. Um, You know, guys, something that I've cultivated over the years, and I think, you know, I'm having my first child in June, so I think about that too, right? And um, I think the biggest thing is actually having empathy. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's kind of really devoid in our society, it's kind of becoming less and less. And, oh, yeah. and, and I think that to me is the biggest thing is be able to kind of look at someone and kind of not make an instant judgment and really take the time and talk with them and see kind of where they're coming from and, you know, where they've been. Everyone has a story, you know, that's what I truly believe. And everyone has an importance in the world. And I'd like to think, you know, the way that I kind of live my life is, you know, whether you're working at McDonald's or you're the CEO of some great place like Patagonia, I'm going to treat you exactly the same because you have the same value. And I think when we're looking at business, you know, 
you have a bigger responsibility. You have a responsibility to your employees. You could have the best product in the world, but if you're not treating your employees well, I don't want to support your company. That's not the type of place that, you know, I want to put my consumer dollars towards. And, you know, I'd like to be able to, you know, tell the young generation that, you know, look at the whole of the company and not just the marketable parts. And I think that's a great thing that B Corp does is gives us that transparency that we never had before. Mm, and, you know, go, going back to the, the concept of empathy, that's come up a lot on our podcast, actually. And uh, for me, it's, it's, it's a, actually for you too, Dave, as, as an executive coach, you and I are both in, in the business of creating empathetic connections between people. Uh, you, when you're pulling out stories and trying to understand what your client is going through so they can understand themselves. And for me, to tell a good documentary story, we have to put ourselves in other people's shoes constantly. And I, I, I've got this theory that uh, the world is in the state it's in because of a lack of empathy. And that's why... I want to tell stories that bring people closer together so people can understand who each other are better by sharing stories. So I'm glad you brought up that the concept of empathy, and I really believe it's a critical void that we have in the world right now. So good for you for, for, for pushing that forward, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's and actually in the school my kids are in and my, actually my wife teaches at, they they um, they 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 stand behind this, you know, the, the seven habits of highly effective kids, I guess, you know, which is off Covey stuff, but it, but what they're trying to help develop empathy and help kids be empathic and stuff. And it's, it's really cool to hear, you know, your nine-year-old or your six-year-old talk about, you know, seek to understand and, you know, be understood. And you go, Mm -hmm. wow, that's pretty neat. No one was saying that to me when I was (laughs) young. Do you know what I mean? Like, holy no, no. Different groove back in those days. Well, Michelle, listen, we're we're coming up to the end of our half hour. Is there anything you'd like to leave with our listeners, many of who are entrepreneurs and a lot of people who are working for companies that are that are doing great work in the world? But uh, what would you like to? Uh, and, oh, yeah. and, and while you're thinking about that, what you're going to leave, I, I do want to remind the audience that that uh, we have the czar of sustainability, and czar being defined as any person exercising great authority or power. <laughs> In a particular field, okay. Well, that's like captain for the planet, you know. That's yeah. Yes, oh, yes. So that's that. So with that in mind, let's hear it. What's the advice? What is my advice? No pressure. My advice? No, for sure not. That's it's kind of a little bit of pressure, but I, I can handle it. I think. Um, I think my biggest my biggest advice is you know sometimes people feel that they need to do everything at once and it can be really overwhelming, but you know, take a look around your community and there are so many different organizations and all these different local communities that really need your help. Um, you know, we started volunteering at the Greater Vancouver Food Bank and and it's interesting when you get involved in different organizations, when you find out the scope of everything they do, it's pretty amazing because you have your own kind of ideas. Um, but there's a lot of great organizations out there that are creating a lot of impact and they need companies to come in and whether it's through, you know, sponsorship dollars or more importantly, having your employees actually volunteer their time and, you know, really give back. You know, we've seen that 
you know, probably about 40% of our employees are now in our volunteer program, which, you know, my boss said people wouldn't do for free. And I disagreed with him because people really want to help. They just don't know how. So I'd say to companies, give your employees that outlet and you will be so surprised at the outcomes you have. Uh, and that is cool. Um, and I hope you're listening, Mr. Well, Greg. Well, I, I, I'm, not only that, I, I'm <laughs> also being held have, accountable. We have someone evaluating right now sitting James, in a chair. James, yes. our engineer for the day, is yeah. uh, also uh, one of my employees. And he has heard it right here in the boiling point. Uh, right, James? Uh, he, he said that's right. <laughs> that's so right, uh, yeah. we are now held fully accountable to this. How, how do people, so if so, someone listening says, geez, I'd love to learn a little more about, you know, what Michelle's doing, how she's doing it. Um, how would you, how would you recommend people uh, connect or learn more about you or, or Mills or whatever? For sure. Um, they can reach out to me uh, via email at uh, mreed at mills.ca um, or, you know, our phone number. They can just come and, just give me a call. I I have time for anybody anytime that wants to make a change. Congratulations. Yeah. Good luck on um, oh, baby. The baby <laughs> coming first. Is Thank it you. you said first baby? First baby. Yes. Wow. Exciting awesome. times. Yeah. Thank you so much it for is. being on with us, and and best okay. of luck. And I look forward to actually seeing you next year at our champions retreat. Hopefully, we can uh, connect again in person. Yes, for sure. Now I know what you look like. It won't be searching at random guys with beards. So well, that's, well, because there's lots of them. That's the problem. At the, at there's, there was things. a lot there. Beards, but, but there's, a certain, there's, there's a certain persona that, you know, loud and yeah. laughing a lot, smiling all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got that smile for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, such a pleasure to chat with you. Thanks, we'll talk Michelle. To you soon. Okay, thank Take you. Okay, bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. Yeah, wonderful. I, I, I just when I first met her, I just uh, she had that energy of I, I knew that she was legit. It's not like, hey, here's your job. You're the sustainability person for the like. You could tell she owns is, it. She owns. She's the czar. Yeah. I was also thinking that if I could, like, I am a CEO of my company. I rarely use those words, that acronym, because it's kind of silly. But I guess functionally, that's what I am. So I was thinking maybe changing it to chief excitement officer. I think that would be that would work actually for you. Yeah. What's some other e words? I think, you know, another one you could look, consider, and by the way, Michelle's wonderful. I'd love to meet her. I love what she's doing. And I know, I mean, intimately that area I've, that she's talking about, it's, it is, um, it, I, I mean, it's a sad area in a lot of ways. And there's so many, because, and, and it just, there's such, um, this huge, massive gap between, you know, people that are downtrodden and then, you know, the mm-hmm. people doing very well. And so it's just such an interesting part of, uh, of Canada and actually in Vancouver. Um, but what I was thinking, so going back to your title, uh, Greg, it's got to have something, um, like, uh, what was that saying? You'd always rock and roll. You'd always like that whole, remember that whole thing where it was, what it was about, what was it? Lachlan would always buggy about it. Did he say not rock and roll? He had some saying about, you know, you get an exciting idea and then it would be like, let's, what is it? Oh, Jesus. I don't know what you're talking about. Come on. You know, life it. is a highway. I want to no, ride it all night long or no. something. No, you'd always have like, it's a, <laughs> like rock and roll. Let's get it done. I don't know. It was oh, something. you make it fun of me. You yeah. Know, oh, let's rock it. Let's rock, rock it. Let's there we go. It. So I think that, you know, the, the <laughs> yeah. CEO of let's rock it, uh, or the, the hey, chief let's rock like it that. officer. Like, it's like a rocket ship. Let's rock it. Yeah. Uh, so I should be the, the CLR. Oh, the chief let's rock it officer. <laughs> There we go. Bam. Okay. On that note, uh, we are out of time. Uh, t- such a treat to chat with Michelle. Really proof of companies doing amazing, measurable 
uh, work in, in the community. Absolutely, 100%. So, okay, so and, and, and really, like, and, and actually, maybe that's another point that I thought was really cool is, you know, to the skeptics, what would you say? And then, you know, she describes her brother being a part of the program. Wow. But also, like, you know, 800 people, you know, 400 still gainfully employed in the industry. I mean, that's pretty impressive, right, to hear that kind of stuff. Like, that's, yeah. that's remarkable, actually. I'd love to learn more about that. So, um, and, and people should tune in for the next interview because I'm going to ask, this is a bit of a teaser, uh, about a very cool project that your daughter is, I've just learned, is involved in because I just like the Facebook page. So Heart that's, love. that's, that's coming. We'll, we'll in talk the next about this interview. next week. All right, Dave. See you later, man. See you, brother. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.